Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast. This week I want to talk about awareness. You see, I see awareness as a foundation of financial well-being. The single biggest question I get when I'm helping people sort out their finances is, I just don't know where all the money goes. Maybe you can relate. If so, you're in the right place. And this episode will help answer that question and more. So if I was to ask you how much you earn, chances are you could tell me pretty accurately, maybe even to the nearest penny, whether that's per week, per month, per year. In fact, when I've worked with young people in the past, they know how much competing jobs pay per hour very specifically, be that part-time in a supermarket or delivering pizzas, plus tips, of course. And in a management role I once had, someone came to me clutching their pay slip And it was literally a few pennies different to the previous month. And they wanted an investigation as to why. So let's flip that around, though. If I was to ask you how much you spend, chances are your answer would be all of it, too much, or everything plus a bit more. In fact, a 2020 survey from Mint.com reported that 65% of Americans said they didn't know how much they spent last month. And it's a little wonder, therefore, that the average American overspends by $7,500 a year. But I'm not pointing the finger. This is a common problem. And if the starting point to managing our money is being aware of what's coming in and going out, there's several problems inherent in not knowing where your money goes. Firstly, you might find, like many people, you've got far too much month at the end of the money and you find yourself scrabbling around looking for a spare change being forced into short-term borrowing and this can be particularly problematic when there's five weekends in a month and the second problem with the lack of awareness is that you may well be wasting money and spending unnecessarily so here's an exercise which i run with clients that will help you gain control of your money by focusing on your weekly or monthly spending habits i call it the bank account scam find your most recent bank account statement And now this might be a challenge in itself. Where do you keep your financial documents? Are they neatly filed away or stuffed in a drawer, a bowl in the hallway, or are they thrown away unopened? Thankfully, most banks will have the facility to download a PDF copy of current and recent statements going back a year or more. So if you haven't yet registered for online banking, I highly recommend you do so if available. You may even save some money by opting for paperless statements and save a few trees. That being said, for this exercise, please print and have a hard copy to write on. So once you've got your most recent bank account statement in front of you, go through each item line by line. Use a highlighter or a marker pen to tick off every item you recognise. This might be your mortgage or rent, utility bills and so on. And if there's any gaps, just leave them for now. And eventually you may find that you've got some of them ticked off and you've got a few payments you don't recognize and these might need a little more investigation. And not every entry will be easy to find through a company name next to it. Some will have a reference number of some kind and others will use codes or jargon or something. And contactless payments add a little fun to the mix. If you use contactless regularly like I do, you may may well see lots of smaller entries. Uh, We'll deal with those later. Now, at this point, many people I've worked with will start to find regular payments which they don't need or want anymore. 
Examples may be insurance contracts for phones or home electronics you've forgotten about. Maybe there's a gym membership that you never use anymore or a free trial that's changed into a subscription which you haven't had the time to cancel. The name for this is financial apathy and many firms rely on your lack of awareness to continue taking your hard-earned money month after month. But if this is you, congratulations, don't beat yourself up about it. You've probably just saved yourself a few quid. And roll that saving forward a few years and you've saved serious money. A similar exercise you can do is repeating the same exercise, but this time with your credit cards or PayPal if you use it. PayPal's become the major online payment system and you may use them for purchases and subscriptions online. I find them linked to apps and things on my phone. But because we don't get a monthly statement, it's easier to lose track of any regular payments which we no longer need. I'm still paying for an online subscription service to learn a language that I gave up on a long time ago. So when you go through those exercises, it'll be great to find out how much you saved. If so, please feel free to send me a tip. That's a joke, but you could leave a nice review instead. All right, let's move on. Unconscious spending. Let me tell you a story. A few years ago, I was teaching at a college and a nice perk was an on-site coffee shop. And it quickly became a habit for me to visit Dawn, the barista, every morning when I arrived at work and again during the mid-morning break. My morning latte was priced at £2 and I often augmented this with a cookie or a cake or something, which did nothing for my expanding waistline or my shrinking wallet, but that's a different story. Taken together, these little trips to the coffee shop cost me £5 a day. Now, in most cases, £5 a day is not really a big deal, but this kind of habitual automatic spending can quickly add up. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of math, so take a deep breath. If you'd like to switch off at this point, feel free and come back in a minute. Here we go. So £5 a day, five days a week is £25 per week. You with me? Times that by four, 25 times four is 100 pounds per month. 100 times 10, it was a college after all, 10 months is 1,000 pounds a year. So without really thinking about it, I was spending 1,000 pounds a year on coffee and biscuits that I didn't really need, especially when there was free tea and coffee facilities in the college staff room, for goodness sake. Now, it's important to note there is nothing wrong with buying the occasional coffee if that's what floats your boat. My approach to financial well-being is not about scrimping, saving and living a miserly life. No, the lesson here is to be aware and conscious of where your money goes and then you can make better informed choices. For example, my £1,000 coffee money could have paid for a holiday or perhaps been invested to give me a much better return in the future. On reflection, that would have been a better choice for me. And think about how you would spend an extra £1,000 a year. There's an American author and finance expert called David Bach, who I very much admire. He calls this the latte factor. It's often misunderstood as an attack on expensive frappe macchinos, but in reality, it's a metaphor for unconscious or habitual spending. Have a think for a second about what areas of your life are you spending unconsciously in and how much money you could potentially save. Well, here's another bonus exercise that might help you find out. I call it tracking the cash. And the purpose of this is to bring a greater awareness to your day-to-day -day spending, whether in cash or card payments. 
Try and take this as a fun exercise and stick with it because it will yield powerful results. You're going to track everything you spend over the course of a week. Public transport, kids' pocket money, at the shops, the pub, everything. Now, most of my spending now seems to be contactless, and so transactions are listed in my bank account or online app. If you're more old school, buy yourself a little notebook to carry around and jot down every time you spend some money. I know what you're thinking, this may sound like a pain, especially if you're a creative free spirit. Right on, man. But remember, A, it's only for a week, and B, it's going to help you sort out your finances for the rest of your life. So it's well worth a little discipline over seven days. So why is it necessary? All right, that's a fair question. Imagine you're trying to lose weight or you're starting a new fitness program. Often you'll be asked to keep a food diary. Then your coach will be able to track your calories in, calories out, and maybe make some suggestions on where you could be healthier. And this is exactly the same principle, only substituting finances for food. Right, so at the end of the week, you can transfer your spending notes onto a piece of paper or if you prefer a spreadsheet. And this can help visualize where your money goes and identify any unconscious spending. The fourth area of awareness I talk about is becoming more intentional about where you want to go. The uninitiated might say, I just want more money. But would picking up a penny in the street count? I don't think so. Becoming clear about what you want and setting some financial goals can help focus both your conscious and subconscious minds to get working for you in their pursuit. Take a little time to think about the life you want, the things in it, and how much they actually cost. I ran this exercise with a client whose big dream was a holiday home, but she felt it was impossible. Now, your dream home in the sun may seem out of reach or require a lottery win to achieve it. However, in reality, a little investigation might show that it could be attainable with just a 5% deposit and achievable monthly payments. Maybe, like in the case of my client, these could be even covered by renting it out for part of the year. Et voila, now the impossible seems possible and you can get started on the practical aspects of making it real. So there we are, some of my key thoughts on why increasing awareness is the foundation of financial well-being. Start by identifying your spending Keep a short-term track of where it goes and make the impossible real by setting clear goals and intentions. And if you'd like to learn more about my ideas around financial well-being, I've put together a free guide with a link in the show notes. It's at fearlessfinance.co forward slash seven dash steps. And it talks you through seven practical steps that you can take to get back on track of your finances and build a brighter financial future. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to catching up with you next time.